started martial arts I was motivated because it was cool it just seemed cool but I didn't really have an understanding of what it was that made it cool to me and I think you know martial arts is marketed as a sense of um, in, in in several ways but mainly it's about being able to defend yourself from that attacker um, maybe in, in some areas it's about being able to kick ass, which, you know, defense or, or offense, whatever, kind of the same thing. Um, and that's not bad. That's, that is true. You know, it, it, and, and that has to be kept at the core. You can't go off on these tangents of it's just for health or it's just for that. You have to keep fighting at the core. I know that after studying for so many decades but the logic of that of of putting all of this training in for that purpose when the in our society the likelihood of of ever coming upon that situation is fairly small i think um it has happened to me in a, in a few situations so definitely not zero um Part of that is, like, of course, where you put yourself in society. Um, you can diminish that possibility considerably by, you know, just the types of places you attend. You can't bring it to zero, but you can bring it down pretty low. You know, and then I thought that the, the, it's, it's going to be much less training and much easier to defend yourself with a gun um, and again, I have nothing against that. I think that that's a valid, uh, valid defense. But what I'm getting at is that there always seemed to be like, to me, more reason. And I really never could get that. So I always throughout my entire career kind of searched for the why, why do we do this? I had, I felt this intrinsic feeling that we should, that it was beneficial, that it benefited me in many, many more ways than, I don't want to say just ensuring my survival, because that's like everything, right? But, but ensuring my survival, I just, I mean, that's obviously a, a valid thing, but can you really devote, you know, thousands and thousands and hours to that? It seems like, okay, you, you know, if, if you do run into that situation where you need it, then yeah, it was worth it. But if you don't run into that situation, then you've devoted these thousands and thousands of hours for that um, and allowed other people to get ahead of you and because you've spent all this time doing this 
you know, seemingly useless endeavor. And so that thought has always, always been with me. And what my feeling has been is that there is much more to it. And over the decades of studying, I've found that there is. It just took me those decades to figure out what they were. And so roughly, what are they? Well, one, yeah, being able to defend yourself, that's great. The feeling of being able to defend yourself, the knowing that you can, will also enable you to take more risks. Um, and, you know, taking risks for no reason is, is stupid. Um, but some of those risks, um, there, there is an ROI for those. And they might... Uh, they might just give you, you know, in non-confrontational situations, just kind of that, you know, at the very end of the day, you know, this person can do this better than that. You than you can, they can do that better than you can. They've got this one up on it. But at the end of the day, you know, I can kick their ass. That's just holding that in your head is there's something about that. So that's kind of a, a, it's a benefit, right? It's a, it's a one-up in, in a sense, even though in our society, you'll never be able to use that in, in reality. Just the mental, mental place of, of having it is something, but even that is, is just a small part. Um, and one of the, there's, there's some other things that are really, really important that are, that are non-obvious. Um, one of those is that you know, you hear uh, a lot of, when, when I started, the, the front of the studio said, body, mind, spirit. And I was like, what, what does that mean? What, I don't under, I don't get that. Okay, body, yeah, I get it. Um, we're getting fitter. Mind, okay, I think it does sharpen, our, yeah, not, I, I think. I know for a fact it sharpens our mind. But spirit, well, what happens when you train is, you know, there are, I see this among a lot of competitors and, and among all competitors, because we all compete in something, right? Is that we like to compete in the things that we win more easily at. And so for some, those may be physical sports, right? For others, they may be mental sports and, and others it's about emotions. So we can have physical strength. We can have mental strength. And that means, you know, our cognitive abilities. And then we can have this emotional space strength and that's our spirit. And that may, that may our grit, our ability to go through our, our ability to, feel an emotion and not be overtaken by it to just acknowledge, Hey, that emotion is there. Um, all of those things. And when we train in martial arts, the thing is, is that we end up going face to face with all of these things. Uh, and you probably do to some extent in all great physical endeavors. But from my experience and my knowledge, and this is where, this is my realm, so I'm going to, I'm going to be obviously biased, but 
I do think that in martial arts, you're going to hit these three realms more so than in other endeavors. I might be wrong. I don't know. I have not done all other endeavors. So who knows? But I do know in martial arts that it's pretty obvious that you're, you're put up against these things regularly. And so that's, that's a huge benefit because you keep facing them over and over and over again. And you get through them and you become better and stronger in each of those realms. And then it's the combination of those realms that makes a person. You know, you can be, you know, a super strong weightlifter, but you have never um, faced your emotional side. You've never been able to just sit with an emotion and, and be okay with it. Or the opposite is true. Maybe you've, you're psychologically strong, but not physically strong and not cognitively strong. I, I can't see in what realm that would help happen. I don't, I have no idea, but I suppose it's possible, right? So that's a, that's something I see this perfection of the human spirit and body through the fighting arts. That's something that's really, really strong. I strongly, I see. So another thing is, is I think it does develop us cognitively because of these combinations as well. So proprioception is, is huge. And I think we see, I think that our brain really, really functions primarily in a spatial way. So we see our spatial ways, we see, um, you know, vi visual memory uh, has some benefits over auditory memory and vice versa. But visual memory, we see things spatially. It can, it will contains far more information um, than auditory. Auditory has the benefit of it being sequential, right? So, um, and so the real, the real thing is, is when we can combine those things, but at the core, our spatial memory is where it's all at. We, we may not realize it, but when we, you know, see something visually, we, it's pretty obvious we see that in space, but when we hear something, it's also in space. There is spatial information with that. And all of our senses are this way. And so I see, see the spatial as where this all combines. You know, we, all of our senses combine at the spatial level. It's the thing that makes those senses all come together at one. So my theory there is that when you enhance the spatial perception, so this means our proprioception and our interoception, then we enhance our ability to work with all of those senses and our cognitive ability. So auditory memory, visual memory, um, kinesthetic memory, all of these things in a better way, in a more integrated way. And this may be where we talk about, you know, people talk about the feeling of, of martial arts is integrating the human, right? And remember that going back to the being able to hold the emotions that when we become spatially strong, when, you know, not just proprioception, but interoception, our awareness of our, of what's going on inside of our body. Remember that this is where emotions happen, right? We feel emotions in our body. And so when we become 
more interoceptive, we become stronger at feeling these emotions. So I think that we, it's just a massive way to improve oneself that all of these come together through this. So we'll stop that discussion there because, you know, it's, it's something that I just like, we can go deeply and deeply into. I think that's a very, very deep thing, but I want to cover these benefits, these overall benefits, um, more of a highlight here. Of course, I have to touch on confidence, right? Um, martial arts. And I think the concept of Kaizen really helps us there. Um, so, you know, Marsh, everyone talks about, you know, sells martial arts on as a confidence builder and it is, well, how do we, how does this actually work? This works by taking something extremely complicated and you, you know, a person can look at a thing and go, wow, that doesn't look like something I can do. But if you have a good teacher, that teacher knows how to break it down into the smallest components. And the better the teacher, the smaller the components they can break it down into. And of course, when you break it into smaller components, then you can learn it better because you can learn each, you know, eating an elephant thing, right? It's you just eat its tiny bite at a time and eventually you get the whole thing, right? So you have this concept of being able to take a complex thing, you see this thing and you're like, wow, that looks impossible. But, you know, if you have a good instructor and you stick through with it and, and all of that, then eventually you're, you're doing it and you look back on it and you go, wow, I did this thing, right? And if I can do that super complicated thing, then I can probably do other super complicated things. So I think that's, that's uh, one of the primary, that's, that's another thing that it does. And, and you see that it, it changes people through that. And then of course, through that, we develop grit. So grit is kind of this acknowledgement that we can, if we put, keep giving effort, that we can do these things, right? And then there's an enjoyment of that. Um, so that develops passion, which is by the way, part of grit, right? Grit is really this acknowledgement that, Hey, if I keep trying at it, I will. And then also the joy of getting the small parts and you really only develop that passion if you can break it down to the small parts, because that gives you more wins. It gives you win, 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 right? Small wins, not one big win, not, not, I did this great thing, but I did this little piece right? And that's what feeds our brain with that dopamine. And we keep feeding our brain in that way with that dopamine and our brain gets to like it, right? And then after our brain gets to like it and we see we can do it, well, those two things together, we call that grit. So it's a, it's a learned thing. I've seen people go from learned helplessness to learned grit. And that, I, I, just changes the, the, who one person, who a person is when they started before they have that. And after they have it, these are completely different people. So 
is there benefit in that beyond fighting? Remember, we started this with the idea of, oh, you can defend yourself, which by the way is great, but it just doesn't touch on these deeper things. Okay. Now here's another thing that I find that, well, it, it kind of encompasses a couple of things. One, I notice that the more people the more skilled a person gets at martial arts, the more passive they get in their nature. They don't want to, you don't want to fight. You don't want to beat people up. And I, I think it really, it's, a, it's about understanding violence, right? You dive into violence and then when you really do it and you see it close up in close up, that may be just in your mind, just in, in visualizing what it is that you're doing and what you can do. You just really get into it and you're like, okay, this is, uh, this understanding is intense, but I never want to do this to somebody. But if I, of course, if I have to, I, I could, but I, God, I just never want to, right? And so that'll make you do extreme things to not, right? I think Jordan Peterson says something to the fact that uh, a man should be, a, a, be, a monster, I think he says, a, a, a man should be a monster, but have that monster under control. And that's exactly what this does. This is what it teaches. It teaches you to be a monster, but you absolutely have that monster under control. Before I had this, I was weak. I was passive, but I was always ready to explode right? I, and if I did explode, it was uncontrollable. I may have not had the ability to do a lot of damage, but of course people who don't have the ability to do a lot of damage may seek out a tool to do so with, right? And that was me. I'll tell the story of, of the day that changed for me one day, but I understand it, right? I understand it. I understand how you can explode and, and, and it, because those it's repressed. All of those emotions are oppressed. You've never taken them up and feel felt it. You've always feel weak and all that. And then it feels justified to go to explode and, and cause harm. But once you actually become the monster, you have the ability to do it and you have the understanding of what it can do. And you also develop that switch. I call it the switch, right? It's there, but the, the seer, the, the observer has their finger on the switch at all times. And it's easy to flip the switch one way or the other, right? When you know that switch is so easy to flip one way or the other, then that's a whole different space, man. That's a whole different space. So that's a, that's a big thing right there. Um, I say big, it's everything. It's everything. And so that creates a person makes a person more peaceful. And here's another thing that makes a person more peaceful. I think that we, you know, there's, it's inescapable that we live in dominance hierarchies. Okay. And what that hierarchy is, maybe it's financial, maybe it's, you know, physical, whatever the hierarchy is, the, the, the hierarchy you choose, right? But at the most fundamental, the one hierarchy that is at our biological level is the ability to kick ass, right? Who can kick whose ass? In the animal world, that's everything, right? Now, 
a good leader is not only able to kick ass, but they're, you know, they're, they're also good to the followers and they're not going to be, you know, just a, a tyrannical leader because that person can get taken out. Right. And we see this in the animal kingdom. So those are other things too, but just going back to that, you know, the fundamental part is, is the ability to kick ass. So when we train the methodology of training a fighting art is we do a lot of it in our head, right? We, we under, we learn these techniques, we learn these weapons and, and, and motions, but then we practice them while visualizing what's going on, right? So we're going to vision, we have to develop our visual, our ability to visualize. And so we, we, we have this ability to visualize and we're constantly visualizing, okay, this guy's coming in with a, a wide right right hook and we do this this and this right well you know you can see this people will practice this same technique in the air without the visual and get to where hey it looks pretty good but it's not it man and it won't work this is where you know people make fun of like you'll never do that in a fight well yeah it's true right if you did not visualize you're not going to use any of those skills in a fight you're going to revert to something entirely differently you see that over and over it's the visualization because our, our brain you know somewhere in our brain it doesn't realize the difference between imagination and reality and if you do this thing over and over and you imagine it now you have to imagine in detail like and you and you have to realize you you make mistakes when you're doing it in the air and, um, you know, you're trying to constantly catch them. You don't always, but you just keep testing it, going back and, and you know, ha- use your partners to do it. There's a methodology for doing that. And you get more and more real in your brain. Okay, so that's how we teach our brain. Well, one, that helps us spatially because you're going back to the, one of the first things we talked about, the spatial development here um, is... We developed our brain spatially because we're, we're visualizing our own body, how it's moving, how the opponent is moving, and how they're moving together, how the distance line is between them, or all these things. We have to hold these things in our brain. It's cognitively difficult to do so. It takes a lot of mental practice to do so. Okay, so that's developing those spatial centers. And over time, we, we do, we get smarter and, and more the ability to do that. Okay, so it's, it's actually a complex thing to be able to do that. Okay, and takes time to, to do. But that's not what I was getting at. That's just, that's the, one of the early side benefits. What I'm getting at is once you start doing that, you are winning in your mind. You're constantly having this attacker come at you with whatever, and then you're constantly kicking their ass, but in their mind, right? In your mind. And I think that, you know, because serotonin is the, serotonin is about winning, right? When we win, we get serotonin. We move up in the dominance hierarchy. Okay, well, you know, we can get in the ring and do that, great. Or we can just do it in our mind. Now you become a more, I want to say a more positive person. Because, you know, when you're at the top of the dominance hierarchy, and it may just be in your own mind, you're actually, you're not going to be a bully. You're not going to be an ass. You're not going to put people down because you have no need to. 
right? You become a better person. You have better, more positive feelings going on inside of you. You have no threats, like people are not a threat to you. So you don't have much reason for being an ass, right? You have humility because you've gone through all this and you know how difficult it was and that's going to develop humility. If done right, I've seen it not, right? And there are environments where it's not. And that's why we chose the name Shang-Chi because we try to make an environment where it is positive energy. So this happens. You mentally raise up this fictitious dominance hierarchy. So you don't have to be violent to do so because in your mind you're already there. And I see that as one of the really unsung things that people don't realize that happens as you do, as you get up there. And if it's just in their mind, man, everybody can be at the top of their own dominance hierarchy and be that better person. So those are just some of my overlying thoughts. There's some, there, you can dive into these each a little a lot deeper and I plan to, but I wanted to kind of put this out there as a, as an overview of what I've realized and thought about for the last 30 something years of training in the fighting arts. Um, and the why, because you know, it can, it, if you don't understand these deep whys, it can kind of seem kind of superficial. Like, why would I do that? I'll just go buy a gun. Right. But it's not. It's pretty damn deep. So I'll leave you with that. And I hope that helps for some deeper thinking.